when my husband and I, uh, my ex-husband and I first moved to Minnesota, um, he had a sickle cell attack. I thought he was going to die. He was in the hospital, uh, flu-like symptoms, uh, over at Fairview, and you know, right off of 94 um, and 25th. And, you know, they, they didn't really know what to do with him. They didn't know what to make of him. I mean, he was so sick that they started packing up Sean's things in a box. And when I looked around, they had called the chaplain because they were getting ready to read him his his last rites. And I'm sitting there pregnant with Andrew. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Andrew's father, my current husband, is going to die before my son is born. I don't want to have a funeral and a baby shower. Because the doctors at the hospital just were not as knowledgeable as they needed to be about people who deal with sickle cell, who live with it, who are carriers of the trait, who have the full-blown condition. But the doctors and the people at Children's Minnesota are working to change that. And I'm so glad about it because my husband passed that trait down to all four of our children, they all have the sickle cell trait. Dr. Derek Gabo over at Children's Minnesota is here to help me create awareness because September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month. Dr. Derek, thank you so much for being on the show. Shiletta, thank you so much for having me today. And, you know, you and I have talked like old friends on the phone for hours um, because we need to make Minnesotans more aware of sickle cell, what it looks like, what it is, how it impacts you. It is something particular uh, when we think about it to African-American communities. And we have so many mixed race families. And, you know, if you are a white woman and you have little black kids, they could be sickle cell carriers or have full blown sickle cell. And, and we need to let y'all know about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, again, just your, your overall message is just having that conversation and providing that education. So, uh, and this is, this is, uh, something that very, very much needs that as well. Okay. So Dr. Derek, for some folks, this is the first time that they are hearing the word sickle cell. They have no idea what it is. Please explain that. Yeah. So sickle cell, uh, sickle cell disease, it's a, it's a disease that's passed on from parents to their children, and it's a blood disorder. It's a blood condition. It leads our red blood cells, uh, which are normally nice, round, uh, circular, circular in shape, and they can form this sickle shape or this crescent shape. And, and those crescent-shaped red blood cells, as they travel through the body, unfortunately, could do a great deal of damage to, to organs all through our bodies, be it our heart, our eyes, our brain, our lungs, our kidneys. I mean, um, unfortunately, there, there's really nothing, there's no organ system in our body that's immune to the effects of sickle cell disease. Now, in, in Texas, where, where three of my children were born, they test when you're a newborn for sickle cell trait. And so before even coming home from the hospital with my infant children, I knew that they all had the trait. We don't do that here in Minnesota. We we do, um, and so it. But I think what is the gap that we're trying to to uh, to fill here in Minnesota is 
up until maybe a handful of years ago, while this information was, was tested, these, these babies were tested, but unfortunately the message then didn't get to the parents. It didn't necessarily get, get passed on, so then the parents would understand exactly what's going on with their children, knowing that they, they are a carrier for sickle cell trait, like your children are, right? Um, other states do it better, I think, here in Minnesota, that we've recognized that, and, and we're working to change that, but, um, but it definitely doesn't take away the, the years um, that this information, again, was, was known, but it just unfortunately wasn't relayed to the parents. And so when we start talking about having sickle cell trait, um, what are, how does that impact people's body, especially children's? Because we're talking to Dr. Derek. He's over at Children's Minnesota. It is Sickle Cell Awareness Month. That's um, September. And, and we want to make sure you all understand how black and brown bodies are impacted by sickle cell. Yeah, so in, t- in terms of sickle cell trait, um, a- as you've mentioned, it is something that predominantly impacts the African-American or black population here in the United States. Approximately one in 13 African-Americans uh, has sickle cell traits. So you're talking about um, potentially up to 3 million Americans um, have, having sickle cell traits. So it's definitely not something that's uncommon. So in, in the pediatric population, how can it impact them? Thankfully, for the most part, uh, these children can, can go through their childhood and typically live normal, happy, healthy lives. Um, there are certain situations, unfortunately, that can put them at risk for developing complications and crises and attacks similar to your, uh, to your husband with sickle cell trait extreme uh, exertion, uh, uh, severe dehydration, things like that are are situations that, again, typically with sickle cell trait, they don't experience crises and pain crises and things like that. But if you put them in that right situation, unfortunately, those complications can can come on, can occur. And if if you have sickle cell disease, um, you can endure severe pain, infections, and even strokes. And we're talking about our children here, right, doctor? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, like I said, it's an it's a it's a terrible disease for a lot of reasons that you kind of outlined. Yeah, these these young children and these these warriors that we call as we call them, they can experience, like you said, just debilitating pain. They're uh, these cells again, these these altered red blood cells as they travel through the body, they can cause damage to the bones and and that bone pain, that severe excruciating pain that they're. You know, we have patients that are in the hospital for days to weeks and on, on very strong pain medicines just so they can so they can exist. I mean, the, 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 these crises are so severe. And then, as you as you mentioned, things like stroke and um, again, can be quite devastating to to these young children. So. So, yeah, the team at Children's Minnesota and, and pediatric sickle cell providers across the country are trying to do what we can to to minimize and, and, and fight these complications to to allow these young warriors to live a, the happiest and fullest life that they, they possibly can. And, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to make sure to invite you on the show is you know, I remember when Sean went to the hospital and, and we were explaining to the doctors what sickle cell was at the time. And, you know, not a lot of the nurses or, or the staff that we came in contact with understood the condition and the symptoms. And I just, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, some parents or grandparents, aunts, uncles, even teachers who may be listening who've never heard of sickle cell, I need them to be aware of what it is so that if they see this in the children that they um, know and love, that this could be one of the things that they have investigated, they have looked into, because knowledge is power. And if you don't have that information, you have no idea that your child could be having a sickle cell attack. You don't, don't know what to call it, so you don't know how to treat it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we, we have these conversations quite frequently with quite frequently with pediatricians in the community. They they call our clinic and reach out to us about a child who who was identified as having sickle cell trait, definitely sickle cell disease. Those patients see us quite early in life, but the sickle cell trait, we still see those patients in clinic as well. And, and the main main goal of that visit uh, when they come and see us and see our team is just education, educating them on what it means, what it what's how is it going to impact this child throughout throughout pediatric age, but but also going into uh, later in life as they become an adult. Yes, we're having these conversations while they're quite young. And, and as, a, as, a, as a parent myself, you know, when, when I have a young baby, young child, the furthest thing from my mind is thinking to when they're 18, 20, 25 years mm-hmm. old, but still to, mm-hmm. to start that education piece so early in life. So like you said, that the, the parents can then pass that on to grandparents, their aunts and uncles of the child, good friends, and just to spread that awareness. Because again, this is not something that impacts impacts a small number of, of individuals and, and and children in this country it's it's a it's a it's a pr- pretty big number so we need to make sure that again we're spreading that awareness and and what better time to do that than, than september as you mentioned it with it being sickle cell awareness month what can parents do if they are listening and they say oh my god this sounds like what my child has been going through. I remember having that moment myself, doctor, when my son, Brandon, um, who has since been diagnosed with autism, but he wasn't looking at us and he wasn't responding to his name and he couldn't follow commands. And, you know, we would take pictures and he'd be looking down and he, you know, he wouldn't give us that eye contact. And I was like, what is wrong with this boy? What's going on? And, and you know, I'm, I'm getting his ears checked, right? Cause I think, well, maybe he can't hear us. And he's not talking. So I'm like, well, maybe he needs to get his tonsils out. I had no idea what autism was. I had never heard of it. And it was listening to a program like this when someone was talking about autism. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I think my child has autism. And I remember now what? What do I do now? So for parents, grandparents, teachers, caregivers who are listening to our conversation and we're talking about sickle cell trait, we're talking about awareness, we're talking about the condition and how it impacts children. Dr. Derek, if this is something that sounds familiar to them and they are having an aha moment about the health of their child, what do they do next? I think the first step is going to be talking to their pediatrician. Um, as I mentioned the, the newborn screening test, which, which identifies children as having sickle cell trait, in the state of Minnesota, that's been done since 1988. So um, uh, it, it, the information hopefully is, is there for if the parent is wondering, hey, could this be what's going on with my child? Have that conversation with the pediatrician. Hopefully they have a record of that newborn screen. If not, hopefully they'd be able to, to get that from the Department of Health, be it from here in Minnesota, if the child was born here in Minnesota, or whatever state that would be. If those records don't exist, there is a blood test that can be done that can look to see if the child has sickle cell disease. That test is a hemoglobin electrophoresis is the technical name of it. But basically, you're just looking at the specific type of red blood cells that exist in that, in that child. And, and that test can, can, uh, can confirm or, or rule in, rule out, confirm the sickle cell trait uh, diagnosis. If that's something that is, is there that they're seeing, and the parents want more information, then that pediatrician is going to do uh, do what they should, and that's going to be pick up the phone and call our team and, and get that family uh, in front of our team so we can, again, just provide that further layer of, of expertise and education that, that they need. Why is it so important for Children's Minnesota to raise awareness for sickle cell trait? 
Um, well, again, I think it, it, it's just providing that information, providing that, that education to to these families. So so you're not sitting in a situation that, that you were in with, okay, what's going on with my child? Is there something else there? Is there something I'm missing, right? And it's it's about providing that 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 information, um, you know, be it sickle cell trait, be it sickle cell disease. You know, Children's Minnesota, we're the largest pediatric sickle cell provider in the state of Minnesota. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we've got a very big team. We're very well equipped to, uh, to address these questions, these concerns. And like I said, just to continue that, that conversation and that education um, that needs to be had. Well, Dr. Derek, I can't thank you enough for being on the show and the work you're doing over at uh, Children's Minnesota. My good friend James Burroughs uh, made sure that, you know, you came on the show and to, so that we can make our viewers aware it's about diversity and inclusion and education. Absolutely. And um, I just wanted to, to let him know how much I appreciate the work that he is doing. And I, I appreciate the work that you are doing as well to, to educate parents and, and to help our kids have healthier and better lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you mentioned, James is, a, is an incredible man, and he's a, he's a parent of a warrior uh, himself. And, and so he's yes. also a fierce advocate for this, for this disease and, and spreading this education and awareness. So, again, Shaletta, thank you so much for having me today. Bigger thank you for all the listeners today for tuning in and, and, and uh, again, just allowing, allowing this conversation to be had and, and to start to spread this awareness on a more broader scale.